Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. And me, Ollie. We weren't actually planning on doing a podcast this week as Ollie has just returned from a break and Dan's just leaving on one, but we felt that with the last few days, an impromptu one was needed prior to the start of the season. So here we are. Yeah, how you doing, Jake? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good breakaway. Yeah, not bad, thanks. Feel like I've just come back from the 1980s, but um, <laughs> funny week. But yeah, just buzzing for the season to start now on Saturday. Yeah, same. yeah. can't wait. Cannot wait. Lot, um, lots going on anyway. Lots going on at, at the moment at PNH. Yeah. Well, before we jump into all that, we'll just make. A, well, we'll 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 briefly cover uh, the, the start of the season. The game at Millwall on Saturday. Um, yeah. Nothing too detailed. So if you're listening, don't get too excited because we've got a written match preview, which you can read. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, very tough saying, I, I thought that when we went away last season and we ended up winning quite comfortably. In yeah, 3-0 up, I think, after half an hour last year. Um, but it's, if you could choose a place that you didn't want to go on the first day, I think Millwall would probably be near the top. Yeah, Millwall, Hallam Road. Yeah, all the usual cliches, to be fair. Tough place yeah. to go. Neil Harris will have them right up for it. and um, <clears throat> Obviously, the fans will be up for it and all that. But no, there's no reason we can't go there and win again. No, definitely not. Uh, the season. It, yeah, it'll just be good to have footy back. Yeah, as long as, we, as long as we compete and that and physicality, which um, I think Neil will have no issues getting the players doing. So no, no it will be a good game to be fair because they've made some good signings and we'll be bang up for it as well. So it should actually be a decent football game. Yeah, we did quite well as well, didn't we, last season away from home? So hopefully we can carry that on this season as well. Yeah, yeah, I think there's like one thousand, maybe more fans going down as well. Yes. Uh, to be fair, it's a pretty decent number considering you got like school holidays, um, people be going abroad and all that sort of stuff. I think there's I think there's quite a lot of disruption as well this weekend with the trains down to yeah. So yeah, decent following. Always is to be fair to London. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. we love a London away there, don't we? Yeah, get get the three points and come back ready for the Wigan game. I say. Yeah, another tough one, but we'll uh, yeah. yeah we'll we'll leave that for for now. Um, cool. So, yeah, obviously over the last couple of days has been, well, probably longer than that. There's been a lot of unrest on uh, social media and on the forum and elsewhere with people booting off, basically saying that we've no mm. ambition, Hemmings needs to open up the purse strings. Yeah. Um, I've even seen someone, I don't know if they commented on Facebook or replied to a tweet or tweeted something, Saying that they wished Hemmings would hurry up and die. <laughs> um, oh, mate. Which yeah. is just bizarre. Um, to be honest, I thought when we signed Nugent, all this would stop. But the Nugent nostalgia is gone already. Yeah, it has. It so, was, it's good for the day that it lasted. Yeah, it was good for about 10 minutes. And then we realised we signed a 34-year-old who scored twice last season. See, so you've, um, you've done a full 360 <laughs> there. Nah, but... Yeah, it's it's been it's been a long few weeks to be fair, but Neil did say all along that it'd probably go down to the last last couple of weeks or last week. Yeah, he had patience, didn't he? Yeah, and he obviously today he's come out and he's sounding a bit impatient himself. Mm. So he's just echoing the fans' thoughts now, really. But I'm pretty sure we'll sign some players this week. Um, yeah, well, things are starting to move just in general now. It it was I think the weird thing for me. Uh, and we mentioned it when we were chatting before the pod, 
was that he, he came out like last week or 10 days ago, whenever it was, and was basically saying like he'd be happy going into the season if we didn't sign anyone and he'd be happy with what we've got at the minute. Yeah. And today in the pre-match press conference, he's come out and basically just thrown the gauntlet down to yeah. Peter Ridsdale and Trevor Hemmings to... Mm. Yeah, he's made a veiled threat really today. Yeah, pretty much. It's quite... Uh, I'm quite surprised, obviously, that he's 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 not usually that bold about goings on at the club, is he? Maybe he's uh, feeling a little bit more confident with his three-year contract. Probably, probably partly that, and probably because he knows if we get a couple over the line, we'll have a really good good chance, sort of thing. So yeah. Um, well, you you've been banging the drum that we're not as bad as people seem to develop this uh, yeah. opinion that we have, and I mean, like, I mean, we've just put a prediction piece live on the site and I I finished that by saying that people need to sort of realise that actually last season for a period we, mm. we, were, we were challenging, we were doing really well. I mean, and, I think until the, I think on the 40th game we were seventh. Yeah. Was uh, that, uh, not Birmingham maybe? Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. We well, maybe the 30th. Yeah, Maguire scored in last minute and we were seventh I think at that time. Uh, and that's when we were decimated with injuries as well. So yeah, no Robinson, and obviously Robinson's gone, and is yeah. I mean, we've got a fully fit squad now. So if you look at the bench now on Saturday, um, you're going to have sort of six, seven players not on the bench. Yeah, who, who could easily take a place on the bench? Um, so I think we are quite strong. Obviously, we we do. Everyone knows we do need probably two, three, four quality players yeah we need a keeper we need uh, a wide man and I, I think a striker is a bare minimum yeah I think I've, I've, I've heard as well they might want a centre mid obviously depends well it might not depend on obviously the DJ situation but yeah well, we'll, we'll come on to all that in a bit yeah, anyway. we'll uh, start with yeah. the transfers out anyway obviously Graham Burke's left today gone back to Shamrock Rovers um, yeah. a 12 month loan uh, back to the club that we signed him from mm. which Fair play to the lad, you can't knock him. Yeah, I mean... He's, he's come in, he's tried, and it's just not worked out for him. I think it was quite clear he wasn't up to the standard. Yeah, I've seen a few people saying, because he's played okay in pre-season, um, keep him around, etc. But he's a nice... Obviously, he seems like a good lad, and never his head never goes down, but he's just just not good enough, pretty much. Yeah. Simple yeah, that. it's been a bit of a wild preseason as far as Graham Burt is concerned because he's featured quite heavily in what you would argue yeah. was the stronger of the teams that Neil would play. Yeah, and that's led to the or the not outcry on social media, but the the clamour for him to to stay around and seeing people saying he's Robinson's replacement, or mm. especially recently with the DJ stuff. If DJ goes, we've got Burke, and he, I think it was clear all along that he's just wasn't up to it. Yeah, I, I, I heard of the Shamrock interest probably about a month ago. Um, so he, he was never in the plans, was he? He was just pretty much making up the numbers in pre-season. But obviously good luck to him. And uh, He's a good player. He's a good footballer. He's just, just not at this level. Yeah, he's quite tidy so, for a lower lower league. But like you say, not at this level. Yeah. Uh, I think now that that's done, though, um, I think we'll start to see some more movement on our end of things as well. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. not that I don't think that was, I don't think that move was pivotal to um, us doing any business. Obviously, you'd, you'd argue that the Callum Robinson one was more pivotal mm. to that. Yeah, or, I think it's now just the time that stuff's starting to happen everywhere. Yeah, you you can look up and down the leagues, and it's just getting yeah. more and more busy. Yeah, I think obviously there's going to be a few more to go out. Maybe depending on incomings first I'm not sure but I think all the players who are going to go are going to go to League 1 or League 2 and they're all going to go on loan pretty much I think so that can happen yeah. until the end of August well, so there's no sort of rush from our side of things to get them out straight away Well there's a few players that through the summer have been sort of linked with moves away um, obviously one that sort of it, it kind of began last season was Josh Earl um, yeah, I mean, I, f I felt a bit for him toward the end of last season because obviously without Hughes being available, he was kind of just dropped mm. in at the deep end. He was, yeah, he was in and then he was out, and then he was in and then he was out. Um, 
And I think, yeah, his, his run toward the end of last season showed that he he needed sort of to maybe drop a level or two mm. and, and have. I don't even think he needs to drop a level. To be honest, I think he just needs consistent games. Um, obviously, he's have to gonna he's gonna have to drop a level. Uh, yeah, he's he's not gonna. But get he just needs a season, that. doesn't he? He just needs an actual season of football. Um, but I think Neil's. I think that's all along been sort of Neil's plan as well. Yeah. Um, but it might depend on if we can bring a left back in, which I think. I think they will try and do. Obviously, they tried to bring in Jake Bidwell. Yeah. A few weeks ago, went to Swansea, but I've heard that they're trying to bring a left back in as well. So that'll probably depend on Earl going out, or depend on someone coming in. I think. Yeah, I think they'll probably uh, try and get someone in first before letting him go out. Yeah, but a, a low move would be good, good for both Earl yeah. and and Peony. No, I agree. Completely uh, agree. And probably got a similar situation with Josh Ginelli as well. I know we said a few weeks ago that we'd like to uh, see him stay around. Uh, but right at the start of summer, he was linked with Blackpool, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so if we bring in a, a winger, then there's a potential that he could go out alone. But we're not we're not fully stocked in the wide areas. Yeah, again, so, I know we've just said it about Earl, but I definitely think with Ginelli, it will be a case of if we can bring... The, the players that we want in and the right players, then yeah. then it will be allowed to go out. But especially with sort of like, who we got that can play out there, we've got Barky, Bowden, Maguire. You got, you got sort of different types, and you? you got Potts who do a job there. Yeah, and you got well, Gammy I mean, as well. Two two, two of them straight away. You got Maguire and Bowden. Bowden's just come back yeah. from a serious injury. Has missed the last couple of preseason games with an mm. injury. Maguire went on that was ham- portion, but yeah. 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 I know but, I know what you're saying though, yeah. In terms of relying on all of them through the season, if we don't bring anyone else in, it'd be foolish to let Janelli go. Yeah. And even if we do bring someone in, I wouldn't be against him staying. Because mm. I do like him. I like I like him as a player, but he's obviously nowhere near ready to- Josh Janelli's just come out in the press and basically said that even though he's not featured that much, he is a better player for having been here. Yeah. Um so he he doesn't seem like the kind of player that would start to kick up a fuss. Nah, to be uh, honest, he reminds me of Robinson. Not just the way he plays and his his movements, but like, I think he's gonna. Because in, in in Neil's first season, Robinson didn't really understand positional play mm. um, and stuff like that. I think Janelli's probably similar at yeah. a similar stage to what Robinson was sort of two years ago. So even just training every day and taking on instructions is going to benefit him. Um, so no, I'm not fussed if he goes out on loan or if he stays around. Because if he stays around, and I'd still back him to sort of come on and make an impact in certain games. Yeah. And then you you've obviously got Louis Malt as well, um, who I'm pretty sure is gonna end up leaving the club. I think it's um, almost certain from what I've seen online and what I've seen doing the rounds. Yeah. Just has Malt even scored in preseason as well? Because I can't actually remember if he hasn't. If he has, he's, he's certainly not featured much, has he? Which, which no, is the writing on the wall, really. So, Yeah, it's a clear sign. I think, like yeah. we alluded to before, about Burke playing in the stronger team, if you will. Mm. Malt's never really featured in what you could ever really consider to be a stronger team. Um, yeah. And no, I don't think he has scored in pre-season. Mm. He might, uh, might have scored in the first game or against, Co- or against uh, Cork, actually. But it doesn't matter because he's just simply... He's another one. He's a bit like Burke. He's not a bad player, but he just no physicality. Yeah. Um, and he, that, he, that's so important, physicality. He's clearly not going to cut it at this level. No. He's like, he's like Stevie May. He's like Stevie May, like Owen Doyle. Oh, God. Not bad footballers, really, but just not going to make an impact at the level. Yeah. They, they goes, need to find the level and stay at it. Yeah, so... Um, he's going to go and I'm pretty sure we're going to get a striker in which we'll come on to maybe yeah I think we'll we'll cover that again probably yeah. after the break yeah uh, so there's four or five there who you're looking at likely to go out yeah I think the last one that obviously there's been arguments and there's been all sorts of shit on social media mm. um, about Declan Rudd well even after the game this weekend against Newcastle 
he is, in my opinion, more than likely to be going out on loan. He's in the last year of his contract. Neil clearly hasn't settled on a preference when it comes to the keepers. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird situation, isn't it? Yeah, Rudd's just got far too many ricks in him. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've, thought, I've, I've actually always preferred Maxwell. I know Maxwell's long gone. Yeah, no, same. Um, no, nah, you just can't really... If 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 we don't bring a keeper in, then you can't be confident of coming top six, really. Because no. people say, oh, he saved the penalty against Newcastle and makes well, it was a good save. Penalty, to be fair. Yeah, but even but that, that's that's just missing the point, really. Um, he just drops clangers and he's got no presence. Mm. Um, and it, it, he's just I think he's just a league one keeper, really. To be yeah, honest. maybe maybe bottom end championship, maybe they maybe. were a team like Luton or somewhere like that. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of goalkeepers moving about this summer. So yeah, so, there has a lot of foreign ones as well. Yeah, so we're, we're running out of options, kind of thing. So I think there's Freddie Woodman's been mentioned in the past couple of days. Obviously played. Did he play last weekend against us? Yeah, he played the full night, I think. Yeah, so that could be one to look at, and then. You'd you'd assume Ripley would stay as number two or compete for number one. Yeah. So yeah, Rudd's obviously if we bring a keeper in, then Rudd's gonna go. You'd expect. Yeah, uh, like you said, I think if if we don't bring a keeper in, I'd, mm. I'd maybe question the ability that we have to finish higher up the table. Uh, yeah, definitely. That'd when, be a big concern, really. When you can't rely on someone to keep clean sheets. Yeah, I think... Week in, week out. Yeah, I think Rudd's clean sheet record was pretty abysmal last season. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know, again, Maxwell wasn't didn't really cover himself in glory last season, but yeah, I'm almost certain he's, he's either got the record or he's got the joint record number of clean sheets in a row or in a season with Pickford at North End. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I liked Maxwell. He, he just ruined it for himself, really. Yeah, he did. He, he suited our but, style, I, th- I yeah, thought. Yeah, he did, he did. The way he did. that he played suited us down to a T. Yeah. But, um, but nah, so that situation's been badly handled all summer with a keeper. Obviously, the Murich thing at the, right at the start of summer, and then I think there was interest in Walton, obviously moved on. And you've got quite a few other keepers who have been snapped up as well. So, But there's still, there's still Premier League loans available. Yeah, of course there so is. There always that, will be. They've got yeah, abundance of them, if it, haven't they? If it gets that desperate, we'll probably just bring a kid in. Whether it's Woodman or there's a lad from Watford. Yeah, uh, the guy that Dan keeps going on about. Yeah, uh, I forget his name. Is it Dolberg or Dalberg? Dolberg, yeah. Yeah. So even just one of them, and then you stick to him as number one. The thing is about Neil, since he's been at the club, really, he's rotated his number ones, and it's I don't, I don't really like it. Mm. And it's not even been rotation that you'd expect so far as one's a cup keeper, one's a league keeper. It's like he'd play up until like October or November and then just randomly change the keepers for no apparent reason. Yeah, that's my probably my biggest criticism of Alex Neil. Mm. Yeah, I love the guy. His handling of keepers is a bit on the strange side. He did it at uh, Norwich though as well, didn't he? did he? the same at Norwich. Si McGovern at Norwich. Uh, had Ruddy and he had someone else. And was it Rudd or no? I think yeah. he loaned Rudd out, didn't he? No, he had. Declan played about sixteen games in a row in the Prem. Did he actually in Neil's season? Oh, yeah, I didn't know sure that. Maybe uh, maybe yeah. Ruddy got injured, but I'm almost certain Declan yeah. played about ten, fifteen games in a row in the Prem. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was around. I think it was around the New Year time, sort of like December, January. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Just just the kind of. You don't mind it with your attacking players or your midfielders, but I'm not comfortable with the defence and the keeper being sort of rotated every week. So no, you want a bit of consistency, don't you? Yeah, hopefully we just sign a number one and then keep him as a number one, and even if he makes the odd mistake. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's that's something that's really important in the next sort of week for me. Mm. That's no, I completely most, agree with that's, If we could only make one signing now, I'd actually want to sign a keeper. Yeah, no, I think I agree. Um, yeah, like we said, it's the it's the one position that I think we are desperately lacking in. Mm. Um, 
one position that you could argue that we're not sure of is midfield. Um, and obviously yeah. there's been, over the last few days, there's been the talk of Wigan um, coming in for Daniel Johnson. Um, yeah. According to the LAP, it was a loan, which got laughed away. Um, I think there's more to this than meets the eye. Yeah, I, just... I'm, I'm with you on that. I think there's mm-hmm. something... It wouldn't surprise me come next Thursday for him to not be at the club, whether that's at Wigan or somewhere else. I don't know, but... I think I think this is completely my gut instinct, but I think he'll end up at Wigan. I'm not sure why. Um, just got a hunch that it'll mm-hmm. happen. Uh, I mean, I've said I've said to you and Dan before that I'm I'm quite openly not his biggest fan, but I understand sort of what he brings to the squad mm, and yeah. the fact that he had 11 goal contributions last season with six goals and five assists. Which, even though people point to his time in League One, mm. that is actually his best return in his time in a North End shirt. Yeah, um, I think in League One he got. 10 goal contributions with eight goals and two assists. Yeah, that was in half a season, weren't it? Yeah. But still, so, yeah, I see what... I, to be honest, I, I'm I'm probably one of one of his biggest fans. I love I love the way he plays and he does offer something a lot different to yeah, anyone else. Yeah, but I mean, I know we, we quite often would uh, give fans, a certain sort of section of the fans, a bit of stick, but I understand where some of them are coming from as far as DJ's playing style, if you will. I don't know if it's the way he carries himself or what, yeah. but he it's, just some, sometimes it, think, comes yeah, across on. as though he doesn't really seem that arsed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's he plays so deep, but he's not a... He's not a deep player. He's a creative player. Yeah. If he played in the number 10, then... You wouldn't have people moaning about his lack of heading or tackling or whatever. This no, I agree with that. Care about, but Alan Brown's never going to leave that position behind. Yeah, so I, I would, to me, logically, it would not make sense to sell him for however much it's been talked about to Wigan. But I've just got a feeling it will happen. Uh, but he's played in eighty games, I think, since Neil came in. I think Neil rates him. It's his fifth season now at this level. Um, and well, by all accounts, he's on a big, pretty handsome packet as well. Yeah, well, he signed a new contract last summer, didn't he? Um, and then, obviously, we, I think if we left, we would need to bring someone in. Yeah, definitely. So Lee was a little bit short. You've got Galley, who's 35. You've yeah. got Pearson, obviously, who's irreplaceable. But then you've got Ledson, who's not quite ready, I don't think. No, he's got, I, I'd say Ledson's probably, again, good for maybe 15, 20 games a season with... Yeah, like, he's a different sort summer. of player, though, and he's to DJ. Oh, yeah, completely um, different player. And then you've got Brown, who's number 10. Harrop, who may play deeper, but not really ready. So then you're looking at relying on Gallagher at 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so people kind of walk him out the door. I think it's a bit misguided. Um, but you could argue as well that it would strengthen a rival. Yeah, well, I mean, he played under Cook at Chesterfield, but he played in the number ten. Yeah, um, and that was before he came to us in League One, and he was so effective in that system. And he plays the same system still. So if he went there, I've got no doubt that he'd probably play a bit higher up. Might suit him better, and he'd score a few, and he'd probably mm. be more effective. So you could argue that it would strengthen a rival. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've had interest in Sam Morsi in the past and Josh Windass. Yeah, well, so did, there's a little. We're going to beat us to Windass's signature from Rangers. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, so there's a little potential of something going on there, which could strengthen us again. Yeah, I, uh, I like. I, like honest, I, won't, I won't be against either of them coming in. Yeah, um, but if we weren't to sign one of them, then I'd probably say you're looking at someone who's a genuinely creative midfielder like Tom Bayliss, maybe at Coventry. I yeah. know we were talking before, you've not seen much of him, but he's, he's very technical and he's, his progressive passing stats are like off the scale, basically, for League One. Uh, he's very young as well, so suits our kind of recruitment. Yeah. But there's a lot of interest in him, I think, from even I've seen Villa, Villa apparently interested and Derby. 
so puts us at a bit of a disadvantage you could argue yeah but if if dj was to go i'd want that kind of player coming in um to keep us somewhat a bit different really to what we yeah, got. yeah someone he's quite mobile as well and he can get box to box and he can he can I'd sort of say similar to Romain Sawyer's in the way he plays. Yeah. So I'd be sort of advocating that as a replacement. But obviously now you're running out of time if you're selling DJ and then you've got less than a week to get someone over the line. So. Yeah, considering the other positions that we need to fill as well, it's a lot of work to do in a short yeah, space of I mean, time. The timing is quite strange about the DJ thing. I don't know if they're just trying to look or what. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Just see yeah. how that develops. But I've got a feeling that there's somewhat going on there. Yeah, no, I feel like it's probably about the right time for him to leave as well. I can't help but feel like with all the with the split amongst the fans, and then he, he it just feels like he's maybe run his course here. If you know what I, I mean. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, like um, a, fre- a fresh a fresh start somewhere yeah. else. Go amiss for him and his career. Maybe yeah, because he's not even I'm probably one of his bigger fans, but I can't really say he's improved as a player much. In the last couple of seasons. Yeah, not in the last two or three years. He's Whereas really... if you compare it to Brown, Robinson, obviously, Barkley. Pearson. I'd even go as far as saying Pearson. Pearson yeah. Ben Davis. Um, I think Fish has even got better since he came in. Yeah. So pretty much every player has sort of improved under Neil's guidance, but not really DJ. Um, so I can see I can see the reasons for, for both yeah. going, going and staying. Um, but I do like him. So it'd be a shame uh, for me if he went, but yeah, no, like I said, I, I, I'll openly admit I'm not his biggest fan, but yeah. I, I can see what he brings to the squad and to the side when he is in it. So I think um, he would definitely be a mess. Yeah, uh, we'll just have to see what happens with that. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, definitely. I wouldn't wish anything against him if he, if he was to move on. Like I think a no. lot of people probably would. But same with a lot of the players, though, isn't it? You know, they come in the. They represent the club well. Um, yeah. I know Louis I mean, Moll, who we'll come on to next, won Community Player of the Year. The, yeah. There's absolutely nothing against the guy, and he, he by all accounts, I mean, he's, seems he's, like he's, a genuine was, guy. But It was a big part of our promotion season, obviously, when he came in, and he's played 200 games, pretty much, for the club. Yeah. Never really let us down, I don't think, anyway. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to see, but I'll, I wish him all the best if he goes. Oh yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, so then the other one that has been again last few days doing the rounds is Louis Malt possibly going to Salford. Uh, yeah. Again, seen it on the forum and in little bits on Twitter <clears throat> and stuff. Yeah. Like but I just said, he, he's a really nice bloke by all accounts, yeah. but it just hasn't worked out worked out for him. Pardon me. No, no, it's not. Um... I've got to be honest, when I heard Salford, I was a little bit surprised. Because um, obviously Luton, I think they were genuinely interested in January. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they've just come up. So I thought that might be a good move for him if they were still interested. Um, but dropping down to League Two, I'm pretty sure he banged in 20 goals. Yeah, he's so, yeah, not no a bad, He's not that. a bad finisher at all. Um, and he'd get a lot of chances at that level and he'd do he'd probably I'd back him to be top scorer at League 2 to be honest yeah and that's coming from someone who doesn't rate him at all at this level you're not his biggest fan it it goes back to what I said before though it's just it's physicality which you can't underestimate how important it is Mm. for a striker he's just so one-paced He's just got nothing about him physically. Yeah, he runs his bollocks um, off and you can't knock him for that. But... I know, but when he's running, he's, he's like, he's just, he doesn't he's, speed He up. starts at the same speed and he finishes yeah, at the same yeah. speed. Yeah, and he's not a bad footballer. He's not a bad actual footballer as well, mm. but it, it, we need to stop signing SPL strikers like Stephen yeah. May um, and then obviously Louis Malt. So it's, yeah. it's, just false, it's false economics, really. Um, but no, nah, he's another one. Obviously, if he, if he went, which I'm, I think he will, yeah, he'll do well probably. Possible, isn't it? Yeah, and he probably wants to play as well at his age, and he knows he's not going to play really. And Salford wouldn't be a bad move considering I think he's just bought a house around here, judging off his social media. Mm. So yeah. he's got a young family. Probably no, not. 
Probably not the worst move in the world. And you'd assume they'd be competitive at least next season. Well, yeah, I think that's probably probably the aim for Salford is to be top six. Top top ten, top six. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much... That would be our outgoing business done, I think. Yeah. So there'd be five Uh, probably going out there. Unless there's any surprises, but I can't see it happening. And then you've got, obviously, the youth lads, so maybe Simpson, O'Reilly, Baxter, I'm not sure. Jack Armour as well, maybe. Yeah. Um, And then Walker. So the squad does need trimming a little bit. And then just bulking up with a little bit of quality. But generally, I'd say the squad's in a much better place than probably people are believing at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like this negativity about the lack of transfers is just mm. like swept over people. And it's like, I think oh, we've not it, signed any players, so yeah. automatically we're shit. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but that, that goes back to me saying the last three, four, five, six years even of transfer sort of strategy has put us where we are now. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd agree with that. Well, I do agree, though. We just need that little bit of quality, which I think we're going to get in the next week. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident after the last sort of 48 hours that we will end up coming out of the window stronger than when we went in. Yeah, and and we need to. We simply need to because yeah. this is this is a this is a huge season. Well, really, Alex we say it every season, obviously, but next season you've just got Pearson Brown. Davis. Ben Davis with one year left all on the contracts and that's a yeah. dangerous dangerous situation so this is a huge season and Neil that's, that's and you can tell today that Neil knows that Neil really knows that so yeah interesting interesting week to come yeah definitely it's going to be a big one um, and I think like we said before Neil's pretty much alluded to that in his press conference so yes. over to you Trevor and Peter yeah, if you're listening, Peter, which I'm sure you are. Yeah, come Get on. Some deals yeah. over the line. Yeah. <laughs> right, cool. Uh, we'll call that part one then, mate. Sound. Sweet. Welcome back to part two from from oh my days. Start again, take it easy. I feel the pressure now. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the From the Funny podcast. Just made myself a brew. Um, if you've made yourself a brew, I hope you enjoy it. So we're going to talk about incoming business now. So obviously we've talked a lot about the outgoings, um, but we're going to talk about players we've been linked with in the last sort of 48 hours or week or so. So the main one to start with, obviously, that's come out of the woodwork today is Fraser Campbell-Jake. Yeah. Um, um, scored 12, 12 goals last season. And two assists? No, six assists. So oh, yeah, eight, sorry. Eight, 18 goal contributions for Hull in a poor team last season, which is basically one in two when he started about 38 games, which is not to be sniffed at Definitely at all. Not. Which, considering Callum Robinson, who we've just sold for 18 million, had 15 goal contributions last season. 18 million? 8 million. Yeah, 8 million. Um, had 15 goal contributions last season. Yeah. In, you would argue, a better side than Hull. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Campbell's going to come in if he comes in and is going to be anything like or better than Callum Robinson, but mm. you could argue, based off numbers alone, that we've gone quite a way toward replacing the goals that Robinson yeah. brought to the side. And the big thing is he's done it at this level last season. Yeah, which, um, which is what big experience Neil's, box as well. Yeah, Neil's been crying out for that, really. And he's 31, so he's not too... He's I not think he turned, does he turn 32 in September? Does he? Is he nearly 32? Um, but either even, way... Yeah, not... even th- 32's sort of... Just past his, his best. He's not sort of a thirty-four-year-old who can't run, is he? So 
and scored two goals uh, last season. Yeah, so <laughs> um, I'd really, I'd really get behind that one. Uh, <coughs> yeah, no, I'd and be, obviously, I'd be... so that I give you. Obviously, if he came in, um, you would which, presume which you'd expect, by the way, to be on on good, good, good money. Um, you'd expect, obviously, Campbell, Maguire, Stockley, and then Nugent as the mascot. So. Um, You'd have three really good options there, I think. Yeah. Three different options as well. Um, obviously, allows Maguire to sort of rotate wide as well. Which yeah, it like. takes a lot of the pressure off him, doesn't it? Yeah, so that I'd I'd be buzzing with that signing, to be honest. Um, I've seen a lot of negativity about that one, which I'm quite shocked about. I think they're just people that see a name and think, oh, past it, he's... Yeah, I mean, he has... Years ago. Yeah, he has been around for... Obviously, a good ten, probably longer, twelve years. Um, but last season was one of his best in terms of goal scoring. Yeah, in a pretty poor Hull yeah. side. In a team that sort of played quite similar to us as well last year, in terms of there was a lot of onus on the striker to play by himself. Yeah. And to sort of press. I looked at his pressing stats before, and his turnovers were pretty, pretty decent. Um, and I've seen a few Hull fans comment on his work rate as well, so it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I was just going to um, say about the Hull fans seem to be not gutted, but mm, a bit disappointed. I'd say a bit disappointed that he'd not re-signed and that he did lost a player like him on a free. Which, to be fair, any team would be that's yeah scored yeah, twelve assists to a season. So, um, and I saw, funny enough, before I saw I was linked with him. Obviously, today, a few days ago, Huddersfield were linked with him, and their fans were quite excited about that signing so if they're going to be happy with it then yeah no reason for our fans to sort of be against that because it's exactly what Neil wants that sort of player yeah like like I said he ticks that sort of big experience box and Neil's been banging that drum all summer so yeah you'd like to think that if it comes off Mm. there's probably an element of um, the club are backing the manager in terms of the money yeah. I don't think he'll be on a small packet, but also no. they'll be backing him in terms of actually going out and signing someone that he would want. Because yeah. if I mean, you think, I think back to, uh... was it last season or the season before when there was all the rumours of Cameron Jerome? don't know if they were true or not. Yeah, but I mean, since s- Neil came in, this is the kind of player he's been crying out for, really, because I yeah. think, obviously, we were linked with Lewis Graben quite a lot. I'm not sure if you remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I remember. And then Sam Grayson tried signing him two, two windows on the trot, didn't he? Yeah, and then Neil wanted him in his first summer. And then obviously Cameron Jerome as well. And now Fraser Campbell, they're all sort of similar profiles, aren't they? Yeah. So this is what Neil's sort of been demanding. The, the, the sort of that good level experience pro being around. Yeah, but not, not, too, not too far over the hill sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, um, got a couple of years left in them. Yeah, so I'd be... I'd I'd go as far as say that'd be a, a coup for the club. Yeah, no, I, I I'd I'd have to agree with you on that. Mm. Um, and like like I said, I, I can't see it being a small sort of deal to bring him in either. Where you look, all you need to do is look at his past. Yeah, you know, he started out at Man United. That immediately commands big big money. But he's been in the Premier League for a lot of his career as well. Yeah, or at least at Premier League clubs. Um. So now, if you if you look at Galley and then if you obviously you include Campbell, Nugent, Bauer, Clark, and then suddenly you're looking at a lot more experience. Um, so yeah, I'd be buzzing with that. To be fair, we'll just have, yeah, to, we'll have to see if it happens. Obviously, I don't want to get too excited about it. But um, well, that's I'd, the thing, isn't it? There's there's always. Um sort of talk through a summer with North End that we've been linked with this player or that player and yeah, they, they never quite happen for whatever reason but the yeah, most simple a... way the most simple way I'd look at it is if you if you took Louis Malt and and then you replaced him with Campbell so that's clearly got, an upgrade yeah that, that's got to be a, a, a big upgrade really yeah um, so yeah that would be a that would be a big one and then obviously you've got obviously Ash Hunter who we've spoke about before. Um, I'm not going to bang the Ash Hunter drum too much, but all I'm going to say is I think he can be world class. Um, That's a big shout. Nah, but I can't believe we've not signed him. But um, and you were having a go at me saying that 
hypothetically we could get him on loan and now you're saying he's world class nah he's, he's never going to be world class but he, nah. he might play but nah but um, I just yeah. I'm just we, shocked I'm actually shocked we've not signed him or we've gone on about him plenty so if, yeah. if anyone's listening to this thinking oh I've no idea what you're going on about why you're not talking about him then go back and listen to I think the last episode or the yeah. other episode no it was yeah episode 7 or just look at my tweets and I'm I'm an Ashley Hunter fanboy. Yeah, um, and he scored against us last week, so we we have to sign him. It's probably an extra half a mil on top of his uh, yeah price tag. Yeah, and then obviously a few days ago, I think this came from Celtic's end, but obviously Scott Sinclair was linked. Yeah, I think it, it the the story came in the Scottish press before it was down here. And I sort of think that was to sort of create a bit of interest in Sinclair yeah. rather than a sort of genuine attempt to go all out to sign him. Yeah. Uh, but he again, he'd be obviously pedigree, experience. Oh, I mate, if, if Sinclair came in and Campbell, I would be buzzing. Yeah, absolutely I, I mean, I don't think we'd ever sign both. But no. um, even just inquiring about him i'm not sure what what that says are we being unrealistic or are we being ambitious i'm not sure mm, i think uh like ollie said i don't know if he said it on the pod last week or if he's said it on twitter since um ollie Dawes from Deepdale digest yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one that the club have maybe just done with the thought of well it's something that they can reference to fans of well we yeah. tried to and then we tried to do this and we tried yeah. to do that, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if we actually leaked anything from our end, so I don't know about that. Well, I know Seds covered covered the story in the LEP, but yeah, uh, he just basically said that we'd asked about doing a loan, and Celtic said no, they want to sell him. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, so that's probably the end of that one, really. Um, yeah, people no. um, people get they see something and then rumours. Grow legs and they go wild and someone could just suggest he'd be a good player and then someone says we're interested in this player and then it yeah. and then it sort of catches fire from there but like a game of Chinese whispers, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. But just called Twitter whispers, not Chinese whispers. <laughs> or P no, not even PNA online's that bad to be fair. But yeah, I think them three are sort of the only attackers we've been genuinely linked with, I'd say. I can't think of any others unless I'm forgetting someone. Um, no, I don't think I don't think there is any others. To be fair. So unless we've got someone, sort of in the behind the scenes waiting to sign, then. Well, ba- Bauer was a bit of a, a surprising one. Yeah, uh, it, it... and I'm and I'm sure in the next sort of week there'll be a lot of ringing. Peter Rissell will be on the phone all day asking Premier yeah, League. Yeah, I'd hate to see his phone bill. Yeah, who's available on loan? Which wingers have you got available, etc. Keepers. Um, so it might end up being sort of, or even Brandon Barker again, or someone like that. I can't say I'd be thrilled if Brandon Barker came. No, out, but to I'd be say honest. that that's probably Plan Z or something like that. So yeah, fail safe. Yeah, or even the match has not gone anywhere yet. No, so, true. But, I'd have him back in a heartbeat. Yeah, so would I. So would I. But yeah, I think we'll in the next few. Three, four, five days will be linked with new players, naturally, just because of how the market will be. But yeah, they're, they're well, amazing. I think if if we don't bring anyone in before Saturday, um, which you never know in North End, we could do. But if if we don't, then you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then obviously Thursday. So you got five days there. Yeah, I yeah. think Thursday is going to be marginal. Yeah, there's 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 a clamour every year, isn't there, for yeah. why making any this, deadline day signings? Yeah, this year because it's so early and because there's no low window after, I think it's just going to be mental. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, they're the main attacking signings. Obviously, we've spoke about Woodman, Freddie Woodman, who I, I don't know where this came from, but maybe Newcastle Chronicle said two Championship clubs had registered an interest and you'd yeah. be shocked you'd be shocked if we weren't one of those two yeah I mean he, he looked he looked alright um, in the little that he had to do against Newcastle it's not like we were peppering the Newcastle goal with shots but yeah. he's highly thought of at Newcastle 
Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing with that one is his contract situation's a bit up in the air. I think he's got a year. He's got, he's got a year left. All ah, right. Um, but I don't think he's signing because I think Arsenal. I read Arsenal were interested. Um, so I'm not sure if Newcastle would loan him out to then lose him on a free on a free with compensation. I'm not sure. That's a bit of a strange yeah situation. So it might be a Although case. If- if a club like Arsenal is interested, then maybe they'd be banking on getting a decent chunk of compensation. Yeah. But then yeah. also you throw Mark Ashley into the mix and you never know. Yeah, you just don't know with that one. But he can't sit on the he can't sit in the stands again. At, I think he's twenty two now. So yeah. He, and they've got, uh, they've got Darlow as well, haven't they? Yeah, they got Debravka, who's a very good keeper, and they got Darlow, yeah. And then I think is Rob Elliott still there, potentially? Uh, um I don't know, but yeah, he needs to play games. So, and he's—I think he's obviously highly rated. Obviously, if Arsenal are interested and is in the youth setup for England, so that'd be similar ilk to the Pickford. Yeah, so they got Rob Elliott, Martin Dubravka, Carl Darlow, yeah, Freddie Woodman, and yeah. then some other young lad, Nathan Harker. Yeah, so Woodman's between third and fourth choice. You'd expect. Um. I don't know, because is Darlow really going to be second choice? Yeah, I think Darlow's ahead. Fair enough. Just from what I remember last season. But they have got a new manager, so you never know. No, yeah, you true. just don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's probably an interest in him. You'd, yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd wonder why if there wasn't. Yeah. And, and then think, thinking about other keepers, you're probably going to have to look at sort of Premier League under-23 first-choice keepers, maybe. Yeah. So, obviously, Dahlberg, who Dan really likes. Mm. Um, who else? There's there's a few United lads. Maybe Pereira, is he called? Joel Pereira. Yeah, and then there's Grimshaw from Man City. Yeah, there's that young lad yeah. at Bournemouth as well who played yeah. that game against Tottenham last season. That Yeah, his name, his name escapes me, but there's him. Oh, Travis. That's what he's called, Travis. Um, so there is keepers there, and I'm, we'll probably get desperate and end up taking any one of them. Yeah. Mark Travers, that's it. Oh, Travers. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing no, is, with think... these keepers now, to be a keeper at that level now, you have to be sort of a really good yeah. uh, standard of goalkeeper. Yeah. So I'd trust Absolutely. any of them, really, to come in and play games and do, do okay. Yeah, things have changed, haven't they? It's not like years and years ago where uh, you'd argue as well uh, these days a keeper's got to be just as much as good a footballer as he is a Mm. goalkeeper Um, especially if you're coming from that sort of level yeah so yeah and obviously that we we tried to do that slightly more in Neil's first season actually than last season Um, what's that play out from the back yeah so that could be a little a little thing because obviously Rudd and Ripley just can't really distribute the ball. No. Uh, Maxwell was okay, but again, not particularly. Well, Pick- Pickford was the best we've seen in recent years. I'd go as far as say Pickford's world class at distributing the ball, and that was just a freak sort of six months. But um, yeah, we need to sign a keeper. I know I've said it before, but. Mm. No, simple, yeah. Simple it, as that. Simple as that, really. It, it is that cut and dry, to be honest. Yeah, and then obviously we've spoke about DJ going, um, which would leave us needing a, a midfielder. Yeah, um, we've kind and of... I'm not sure if you remember, but probably six weeks ago now, maybe two months, um, the LEP actually said a creative midfielder was on the wish list. And do you remember? Yeah. Well, we were linked with uh, Illich, weren't Illich. we? Yeah, I was gonna say. And that obviously died, I think, when the Murich thing died. But um, obviously, I've mentioned Bayliss already. Uh, I'm not sure who else would sort of fit the mould, really. But you'd expect us to bring someone in. Again, it might be like an under-23 loan. or Because yeah. obviously, we've not used any loans yet. So, but do you, Is it five in the match day squad you can have? Yeah. So obviously, we're not going to get anywhere near that. Uh, and we, we have tended to use yeah, we've tended to use loans every season, really, since we got promoted. Even under Grayson. Obviously, we had Adam Reach. We had McGeady, Pickford. 
But then Neil's had Mavadidi um, last season, Nemecha, yeah. Barker. So we've used loans from the Premier League every season, really. Yeah. So obviously it wouldn't surprise me to see a couple of them coming in. It's funny whenever we get a loan from uh, a localish club, fans start, oh, we've got a link with him, we've got a link with him. That's like, yeah. well, and we probably don't. To be fair, I thought I thought we'd have something with City. Um because Nemecha played a lot of games and he spoke about how much he enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, Guardiola mentioned somewhere that he liked the way that we played. And then obviously the link with Murich. So I thought there might be some there, but obviously probably not. Yeah, it's seeming less and less like there is. Yeah, so we'll just have to see with with the sort of incomings. Um, but well, we've pretty, pretty said sure it before, we'll, we'll but it's it's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, it's going to be a mad week. Mm. If, if you count incomings and outgoings, probably going to be seven, eight, nine, ten sort yeah, of deal, deals. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets into double figures. Yeah. So, yeah, just have to wait and see with that. But I'd be shocked if there's anyone in before Newcastle. Uh, before Millwall, sorry. Yeah. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but... No, nah, I... Maybe not, maybe not. It's only Wednesday, isn't it? Recording on Wednesday, so yeah, things can happen quick at this time of the window. Definitely, clubs um, start panicking a little bit and wanting I to get players. I think we've started hurdles, seeing so. today and yesterday. Really, we've started seeing what I'd call sort of the domino effect. So teams are now starting to react to other teams, and then it's just ticking on from there. Yeah, well, that example you. So, sent to me today i know it's not north end related but about, yeah. um, i mean it's not happened yet but it was i think webster to brighton yeah lewis dunk to leicester lewis dunk to leicester maguire to man united and then derby were going to sign clark from brighton center back yeah so that had sort of just that created, effect, isn't it yeah and that's four center backs moving between clubs because of one starting it all off so you'll see loads like that in the next week yeah, and there's there's obviously that'll trickle down at the big clubs to even the likes of, like we've mentioned, the under-23s and all that, that have maybe earlier on in the summer been promised a move or whatever yeah. it may be, maybe promised game time in the Cups or whatever, and then yeah. the club may be thinking, um, well, another player's come available. So Yeah, and if you look at it now, I think a lot of young players have been needed by the big clubs for the tours. Yeah, they're they're obviously all back now, so that well, was really the same last year, wasn't it? With uh, signing Barker and Nemecha. Yeah, obviously Nemecha was on on the tour last year. Went yeah. on the tour, didn't he? And he's, he's been there again, obviously. So mm. yeah, so yeah, everything's going to start going mental. I'm just I'm just looking forward to getting to deadline day and like going on my dinner in the afternoon and reading some wild last minute rumor that we've been linked with someone. Uh, to be fair, maybe a bit like the McGeady one. I remember yeah. seeing that and just thinking, ah, oh, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And then obviously he came in and did the business for us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so interesting, yeah. interesting times. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I'm, I'm feeling fair- a lot more positive. Yeah, in fairness, this was pretty much inevitable, I, th- I think, all along because mm. of the way the window's now structured. Um, and just because of the FFP and all that, and yeah. I think this was always going to be a strange sort of summer. Yeah, and it's the first one as well that, like, there's the points deduction that Birmingham got. There's maybe five or six clubs that are mm. pushing the limit when it comes to FFP. Uh, yeah, there's probably going to be more clubs like that next summer. Um, so this is probably one of the first seasons for maybe the next few seasons that you see this sort of thing happening where teams are biding their time and and waiting a little bit more. Yeah, Uh, another another thing I'd say is quite interesting. I think, unless it's just me, I think there's a lot more players now going from the Championship to the Prem. Yeah, I was just going to say that. There's there's more players that you would maybe consider would would have previously signed for maybe your top end championship clubs. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So going to the Premier League. Yeah. So now the top end champ clubs are sort of having to be more patient, and then mm. that's having a knock on effect for everyone. Well, so prime so examples: Callum no. Robinson. He's he's obviously gone to Sheffield United. Then Che yeah. Adams has gone to Southampton. Um, 
What's his face? Daniel James has gone to Man United from Swansea. McBurney's going to Sheffield. McBurney's going to Sheffield. Uh, Jot has gone to Villa. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of others as well. Um, so, yeah, basically, pretty much most most clubs have lost a player um, to, a, to a Premier League team or to sort of a bigger team. So it's mm. been just been a, and obviously Wigan of it's, it's different, but Wigan of Reese James has gone back to Chelsea. Derby have lost Tamori, Wilson, and Mount uh, back to Chelsea, uh, and just stuff like that. So yeah, and also a lot of new managers as well who might take a bit longer to sort of line up the targets, mm. or maybe bring in foreign targets. Yeah, which so it's just a been a mad. Like brought a few foreigners in at Birmingham, and they. Yeah, and I think I think um, Derby will do something similar with. Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, Koku's said there's going to be quite a reliance on the the youth coming through there, but and yeah. I did also see today that apparently they were saying in is it Bielik for yeah, ten million pounds. That'd be a mad signing, honestly, his class. Yeah, uh, but I'm not, but Derby say every year they're going to do it on the cheap, but you can't spend ten million on on a defensive midfielder. And then say you're doing it on the cheap. No. So, so, but that'd be a class sign in that. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, definitely is. Um, so yeah, I think that pretty much covers the incoming side of things. Yeah. Um, so before we finish, we'll just talk a, lo- a little bit about um, predictions for the upcoming season. Um, so obviously, we've just published tonight the prediction piece with deep dive digest and preston updates um which is a bit of a hefty piece of content so if yeah. you're listening to this and you haven't read it but you don't have maybe a spare 10 minutes then i'd maybe bookmark it for a time that you've got a bit of time to sit down and read it uh, if you want some if you want some, some proper one. predictions just read my bit and then you'll save yourself <laughs> loads of time um but yeah we'll 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 skirt over a, a a bit of that piece so we don't give a give away everything but um yeah obviously we, we covered a bit about the championship in there who we thought would win it uh the playoffs bottom three uh and a few other bits so who did you have down as winning the champ same as you fulham yeah can't see past obviously the front four yeah it's ridiculous uh, at this level Obviously, Mitro, Kearney, Cavalero, Knockout. Yeah. Simple as that, really. As, as we record, they've still got Ryan Sessegnon, although I believe he's close to going to Tottenham, although or, or they've been heavily yeah. linked with him all summer. They've been linked with both Sessegnons, actually. I've seen him linked with Ryan today, who's never actually played for Fulham yet. You mean Stephen? Yeah, sorry, Stephen. Yeah, no, <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Nah, not Ryan, man. Uh, Steven, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But even if he goes, they've got Joe Bryan at left back. They've got Cavalero, Knockart. They've yeah. got Kamara. They've got a mad team. And obviously, Scott Parker's never proven himself at any level. But he did turn the fortunes around a little bit last season. Um, um, so, yeah, it's hard to see past them. Yeah. With, with the league being so open as well. I think that's the key thing, isn't it? That this season, that there's no... I know we've both just said we can't see past Fulham, but you could probably pick one of maybe, I don't know, I'd, I'd go as far as saying 10 teams out of a hat and yeah. and any one of those 10 would be in with a chance of getting top two. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go that far, yeah. I'd, I was going to say Cardiff because I just think they'll just churn out results. But Warnock knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Exactly, yeah. And, and they've got they've still got a good squad at this level. Um, yeah, they've lost the whore, but they've, they've signed another striker they, today, haven't they? Yeah, apparently um, his stats are mad, apparently. I've never heard of him, to be honest. Uh, I can't remember what he's called, either. The it's signing called, like it's called mil, Glatz. It's, it's five mil, I think. It's called Glatzel. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I've seen a few like, stats people on Twitter expecting big things. So that could be someone to look out for next yeah. year. But yeah, I was also tempted to say Leeds because I love Bielsa, but I just can't see the squad sort of carrying... Well, I, I, I could easily see them coming in the top two, but I just think they'll miss out slightly. 
then you've got sort of five or six, like you said, who could also easily put a run together and mm. sort of win the league. So it's going to be an interesting one at the top of the table. Yeah, definitely. Um, at the opposite end, who did you have down as finishing bottom? I've, I've had to go for Charlton. Um, I was surprised they did so well last season. Um, but they've lost a rebo to Rangers, who's a very good player in central mm-hmm. midfield. They've lost Josh Cullen, who was there, a big part of their diamond uh, midfield. And they've lost Bielik, who we just spoke about going to Derby. Yeah. Who, uh, and then obviously we've signed Bauer. So that's four players from their spine straight away that they've lost. Immediately weakens them. I mean, uh, some yeah. would argue oh, they've got Lyle Taylor, but he's 29. He's yeah, never no, really no. played at this level. To be honest, he... I think he will get into double figures quite easily. I really yeah, like Yeah, but like... is, is he going to be consistent enough? Like, it's all right saying he get into double figures if he gets yeah, to 11. For me, is that enough it's... for them to stay up? No, it's more about they've lost three of their four midfielders and they've lost their better centre-back. So I just I can just see them sort of crumbling, really, especially with all that's going on around the club. Yeah. Um, it just that. sort of... You get one of them every season that just smacks of sort of desperation like Bolton mm. last season. Uh, and I think that'll be Charlton. Why, what, who did you think? Well, I, I had it as a toss-up between Charlton and Wigan, but... Mm. As it stands at the moment, I had Wigan finishing bottom. Um, obviously, they've lost Nick Powell to Stoke. Mm. Um, they've only got one out-and-out striker on the books, who's Joe Garner, which, as much yeah. as I love, I, he just doesn't get goals at this level, really. Yeah, they've also lost Reese James, who's a mad player at this level. Yeah, he went back to Chelsea. They've lost Christian Walton, who went back to Brighton and is now signed for Rovers. Yeah. Um. I think they've lost another as well. So they've lost yeah, sort of three or four big players. There. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I'm not right sure that they're, mm. they're good enough, really. I know they put a bit of a run together toward the end of last season, which yeah. them basically safe. kept them up, yeah. I think people sort of forget how close they were to going down last season. Mm. I think they won the last four games, didn't they? Uh, yeah. yeah, one against so, us. Yeah, that, that's a fair shout, yeah. They could easily be in the bottom three, yeah. But yeah, so I had it as a toss-up between them and Charlton, but I ended up going for Wigan bottom and then Charlton second bottom. Yeah, fair, yeah. Um, So finally, before we wrap up, bringing it back around to us, um, one of the questions that we asked in the piece was, which North End player are you looking forward to seeing this season? Yeah, I think you know who I'm going to say. I absolutely do. Um, And... who you've got down here is different to who you've got in your piece. Yeah, I know because in my piece I wanted to be a bit different. Everyone yeah. said everyone said Bill, but I've just got to say Bill, man. I just <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in love with Bill. Um, I just love the way he plays. Um, he's probably the most well balanced player I've seen at North End in terms of changing direction, just without. Literally knowing what he's going to do. Even more than McGeady? Uh, probably a fair shout, actually. I'd say, the only, fair enough, I'd say permanent player. Yeah, I think I think McGeady's probably the only one that can yeah. challenge him in that. In yeah, that fair, fair McGeady, yeah. But in terms of our player, the balance, yeah. the skill to just glide past a player, and also what I didn't realise until this season was both feet. He's just so good on both feet. Yeah, he doesn't um, seem... I know he obviously has got a weaker side, but you wouldn't really know it. Yeah, and that's rare for a left-footed player. They're normally mm. so one-footed. Like, DJ's so one-footed. Josh Earl. Uh, Josh Earl as well. And, and Hughes, to be fair. So, yeah. I can't wait. And he's wearing the he's wearing the uh, Ronaldo boots from... Like, the R9s. Times. Yeah, and you know you're a baller when you're wearing them. And he, <laughs> he just... He just you got a certain level of confidence to wear them, haven't you? Yeah. Bill, Bill just knows... Um, and he's going to win five penalties or more this season. He's going to he's going to probably score an assist fifteen. Yeah, could do a little request a bit with Sky, but yeah, might get on to that. Billy Bowden yeah. win five or more penalties this season. Yeah, so I just can't wait to see him play. I just can't wait. I think he's going to be massive. Yeah, if anyone does put that bet on, then let us know mm. how you get on. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me. Uh, Tried to go for some someone a bit different. Like you said, there was a lot of 
Billy Bowden and a couple of other players, but I've sort of flip reversed it. And the player that I'm probably most looking forward to seeing is Patrick Bauer. Uh, yeah. He strikes me a bit like a more of an old school centre back, uh, yeah. but he, he's also he, he's shown that he's he's quite composed on the ball. He's really good in the air, um, which is obviously an asset in both boxes, as he showed against um, Accrington the other day when he scored his first goal for us. Yeah. Um, he, he seems pretty mobile um, yeah. um, for a big lad. Sort of say he looks like a natural cliche. leader, a natural leader sort of thing as well. Yeah, which when you've got Tom Clark at right back, Patrick Bauer next to him, uh, Ben Davis is a bit of a, a gobshite as well, so yeah. he's the one who you'd put in that category. And I'd, I'd even maybe go as far as lumping Andrew Hughes into it as well. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Hughes? Yeah. So yeah. Having, having a back four like that... I and mean, then you've got obviously... Pearson, Pearson just in front. Gallagher. Gally, and then obviously Brown maybe. So, yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, Bauer's probably going to be a big part of it. So, mm, yeah. yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Sort uh, of a massive upgrade on Hunts in a weird kind of way. I was just going to say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets near double figures goals this season like Hunts did when we got promoted. Do you think? Yeah, oh, that's, that's my outside shout of a... What, score eight more goals than David Nugent? <laughs> or just be... or Patrick Bauer score eight or more goals this year. Yeah, that'd be a shout. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's certainly a presence. Yeah, and and he's still only relatively young. Is he only twenty six, twenty seven? Yeah, I think he's twenty six. Very good age. Yeah, he's, uh, you'd argue he's got at least another good three or four years in him at this level. If not more, yeah, sort of four or five. Oh well, yeah. yeah, Tom Clark yeah. still. Him. Yeah, can't wait to see him as well this season. Yeah, I think Saturday's an ideal game for him to start as well. Yeah, set his uh, set his stall out nice and early. Yeah. So yeah, no, good good signing, very good signing, I think. Mm. Yeah, cool. No, Look completely agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. That's it. We're done. Impromptu podcast recorded. Love it. Sweet. Um. Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode eight of the From the Finney podcast. Hopefully, it's lived up to what you've come to expect from us, and it'll be a good bit of listening for you before the Millwall game. Don't forget, as usual, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places that you get your podcasts from. Um, If you could leave us a a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be massively appreciated, and any other directories that you can do it on. And you can keep in touch with us on social media. Uh, We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for From the Finney and you'll find us. And don't forget that we're publishing loads of content on the website as well, so... Yeah, read that, share it, like it, whatever. Again, appreciated. So, yeah. Cheers, Ollie. Nice one, Jake. Enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Cheers, mate. Buzzing for Saturday. Up up the whites. See you in a bit, mate.